0: I charge a car? Can I
1: charge it in the rain? How
0: far can I drive? Electric car. What's a power grid? Is
1: V2G possible?
2: What is V2G? Do I get free parking for my EV? Hi, everyone. Welcome to Electric Avenue, a podcast about the electric mobility revolution and new energy economy as seen from our perspective out here in Central and Eastern Europe. I'm your host, Aaron Fishbone. Communications Director at Electric Mobility Charging Services Provider Greenway, based in Bratislava, Slovakia. In today's show, we'll be talking about another super small European country that could well be the next electric mobility supergiant. After all, in Europe, it is the small countries like Norway and the Netherlands which are really leading the way. Which country is this? And which car made it into their National Car of the Year competition? Stay with us to find out. In the Electric Avenue podcast, we try to tackle bigger topics that surround the electric mobility industry, and we also explore developments in our region of Central and Eastern Europe. So now we're in the Greenway office, and I'm just going to go walk out of my office. But there is a lot going on in e-mobility these days. I mean, it feels like every day there's some major new announcement or development, and we just can't head to the studio each time. So we're just going to go take a few minutes down at the office here. Hi Peter. Hi. Hi. Got a moment? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back. Thank you. So you were just at mobility in London, huh?
0: Yeah, there was a great conference called Move 2019.
2: They are oh, that's right. Move, mobility reimagined. That's why I had mobility in my head. So tell us, yeah, what was the conference like? Did you have any big takeaways? Did you did you see mobility being reimagined in front of you?
0: Uh, well, it was very interesting because uh, it was not only about the electric vehicles, electromobility, the kind of conference I'm used to go very often. Now the scope was much broader, and it was very good because I was able to see how the electromobility fits to much broader definition of changes in uh, automotive industry and mobility and everything. So uh, we can see that electromobility and challenging infrastructure were, which is our business. only a one piece of a very big puzzle of many changes happening now in this world.
2: How big of a piece?
0: It is very important because uh, uh, there is no doubt that uh, whatever we are going to drive in the future, whatever kind of mobility we are going to have, most of it will be electric that's for sure. And uh, I think the most important takeaway from the conference for me was that we are really now talking about mobility. We are not talking about the assets, we are not talking about the vehicles and so on and so forth. It's everything about mobility and very much user centric.
2: So you mean sort of this like mobility as a service, transportation as a service sort of mentality or? The the
0: mentality is saying that basically I need to move from A to B and I don't care how. Best thing is the most efficient way. So I will probably combine in the future all kind of means of transportation: own car, public transportation, walking, biking, electric scooter, everything. And you need something or someone who advise you, and that someone is usually your telephone. Mm-hmm. The telephone tells you, go this road, take a public transport, take a combination, and mm-hmm. it's, that's uh, that's amazing things which are happening now.
2: So I guess one element of that overall mobility shift that we're seeing is uh, is something like electric scooters. I mean, they're everywhere now, even here on the streets of Bratislava. I saw a nun whiz past me on a scooter just the other day. So, are there overlaps or kind of synergies between electric vehicles that we're talking about—cars, vans, and uh, charging infrastructure—and the types of electricity and electrical needs and battery needs that scooters have? I don't know if a
0: specific uh, scooter, I, we don't have a scooter sharing, for example, in Bratislava, so I don't have really on-hand experience, but, uh, you know, everything runs on electric, everything needs to be charged somewhere, so definitely uh, something which uh, needs to be considered. If, for example, recently here in Slovakia they opened the first car sharing scheme based on electric vehicles, And now they're solving somehow the charging and uh, it's not 100% perfect. So I assume that's the thing where we would like to be active as well. And we define for ourselves as part of our customers, future customers, a group of customers are various kind of shared mobility schemes and mostly vehicles, but... Yeah, well, why not to consider as well electric scooters for example?
2: I mean you might have gotten one for your birthday, so. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. I got
0: one and I, I was really amazed. I just recently made the first drive because it's quite cold here. <laughs> but recently the day was quite nice, so I took it to the city and I have to say, yeah, for me it's a quite surprising and really a game-changing thing.
2: Was there one technology, or one innovation, or one uh, service approach that really stood out, that you learned about and move? No,
0: and actually, I think it's it's a combination of many things. So if this is a new ecosystem, it's not really, I cannot point out, okay, this is something absolutely. Break-taking. But what is interesting is how these things start to play together. That's for me the most fascinating
2: thing. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of place for, for new entrepreneurs and new innovations to be there as well. All right, well, thanks for those reflections. Now let's get back to our regular story, finish our road trip through the region. Well, that was our discussion of some of the latest news that we're dealing with and thinking about, which took place at our office now we're back in the studio to continue our Electric Avenue journey throughout Central and Eastern Europe. And our next stop is going to take us to one of our favorite travel destinations, beautiful Slovenia. Uh,
1: yeah, my name is uh, Tanya Mesicek.
2: We were able to I catch up with at, Tanya Mesicek, uh, who works for Slovenian software developer Etrel, And they provide back-end solutions to charging infrastructure providers, such as Greenway.
1: You have to to stop me. And she was able to give us
2: an update on this situation regarding electric vehicles and electric mobility in Slovenia.
1: At the moment, there are approximately 1,500 electric and plug-in hybrid vehicles on Slovenian roads, uh, which represents less than 1% of all passenger cars. Of those, approximately two-thirds have been registered in 2017 and 2018, which brings us to quite high numbers in comparison to all the previous years.
2: A small number in terms of percentage, but still the fact that so many of them have been in the last two years really shows a positive trend, huh, Peter? Yes, it is. And uh, Slovenia,
0: is a different country than Slovakia, by the way. <laughs> Common mistake. <laughs> Common mistake. It's very interesting, I think. It's a very beautiful one. It's a very nice uh, nature. And people very much care about environment. And I think that's a very good base for electric vehicles as well. This kind of attitude and positive attitude of Slovenian people towards the environmental issues.
2: So they have that in great environment, and it's incredible for tourism and for visiting. But it seems like the government has also played a very active role in orienting the people towards electric mobility. Here's Tanya.
1: The incentives at the moment in Slovenia come in several ways. Uh, One of them is subsidiaries for the purchase of electric vehicles which are, let's say for the EVs, are around 7,500 euros. For plug-in hybrids are around 4,500 euros. The government is also subsidizing installations of public charging stations at around €3,000 for uh, AC chargers and uh, €5,000 for DC chargers. There are also some lower interest rate loans uh, available for the purchases of electric vehicles and also charging stations for individuals, businesses and uh, municipalities. And there's also an incentive in terms of the exemption from yearly fee for motor vehicles.
2: Peter, how does that package of incentives sound to you and which ones would you like to see in Slovakia?
0: Definitely appealing. I think we had here already uh, some kind of subsidy for electric vehicles which may return. And uh, as well, what uh, is prepared here is the rollout of charging infrastructure by municipalities. So it's definitely two things which uh, are very nice in in Slovenia, and we would like to have it in Slovakia as well.
2: It's great that they incentivize both for the end user, for the purchaser, the vehicle. And it's a significant incentive, 7,500 euros. As well, they provide incentives and subsidies for the charging infrastructure so that both sides can develop. That's very important. And on
0: the charging infrastructure, it's not only about the monetary incentives, but as well, it's about attitudes to let people to build the charging infrastructure, for example, on the public parking lots. So if the municipality really support this as well from the procedural point of view, because it's not really easy to build a charging point, you need a lot of permissions, you need to go to many offices, ask for various papers. If there is a, a, some kind of a process from your municipality to help you with this, that is extremely important
2: or the leadership to encourage the departments to make it easy. I mean, how many times have we been to the police office in one, say, small town in central Slovakia, and they think you need this type of sign for the parking space to be officially reserved for electric vehicle, but in some other community, they tell you, no, 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 you need to go to that office and get a different type of sign. I mean, these are the types of small things that maybe I think a lot of people don't think about, but we certainly experience as we try to designate parking places for electric vehicles and for the chargers.
0: Yes, sure. This could definitely discourage you to do anything uh, if there are many, many obstacles. Mm -hmm.
2: And the role of incentives in getting people's minds to change and making people willing to make that first purchase, what do you see there?
0: Incentives uh, are important from monetary point of view and as well from the emotional point of view. People wants to see that they get something, someone is helping them to make a decision, someone is helping them to move in that direction. And if they get uh, some kind of a monetary subsidy, it's definitely something which helps. You are much more willing to buy a cell phone if you get some kind of subsidy from your uh, celebrator, despite the fact that at the end you will pay for that in a monthly fee. But this is something which simply works, and that's it.
2: And it's also psychological, right? If you get a reduction of a significant reduction, in this case, of your upfront costs, that's a, if it's free money in some ways. That's how you feel. Well, the government is not planning on providing these incentives forever, according to Tanya. Rather, it's doing this to seed enough of the market for it to really build and take root. Here's Tanya again.
1: For the long run, the government plans to put more pressure on the level of municipalities to provide the charging infrastructure in the neighborhoods with no dwelling accommodation, to put forward the plans for the unified public charging infrastructure management through opening the so-called yellow lines for electric vehicles. And also on the national level, the government plans communication strategy that would support uh, the wider public with the necessary information. The vehicles that are available, what's the difference between them, the charging infrastructure, the locations, how to use them, accessibility options, and things like that.
2: The government in Slovenia is planning a multi-pronged communication strategy in order to educate the people. What an incredible role it's playing there. So now we've talked about the electric vehicles there and what is the situation with charging infrastructure in Slovenia?
1: In Slovenia, we have uh, approximately 250 AC charging stations and uh, approximately 150 uh, DC charging stations that are uh, public. It's not a problem. Slovenia is relatively small. The main um, highway network is uh, well covered with uh, DC charging stations. Basically, the furthest distance in Slovenia is is less than 400 kilometers, so if you judge by the range of uh, newer EVs, that means that you can drive through the whole country on one single charge. Urban areas are well covered. Also... The tourist points are well covered, but it would need to broaden the, the charging network, especially in urban areas, in neighborhoods with multi-dwelling apartments, where the parking spaces are not dedicated to the owners.
2: This issue of how to provide charging infrastructure for the residents of multi-family apartment buildings, which is frankly a huge number of people throughout urban Europe, is a real issue in our industry. What are some of the solutions to that, Peter? The biggest problem in this is
0: definitely the coordination of the actions. So you need to coordinate uh, the intention of the cities, you need to coordinate intention of DSO uh, or energy providers, availability of uh, charging points in the streets where electric vehicles are probable to be. So it's not maybe such a big financial burden, it's really much more about how you organize these things around that. So in my view, there is a big space for uh, private companies to help cities to organize all these things around that. I don't really expect that the cities by themselves are going to build a huge know-how and huge organization capabilities to build a charging infrastructure. That's not their primary role. They may invest into that. They may somehow maintain that, but-
2: Maybe a single point of contact in the city who sort of has an eagle's eye perspective. Exactly. Because it's not only about
0: generally saying, okay, we won't have in a city 1,000 chargers, but it's really where, where's the exact spot. So you need to align interests of the people who are living there with the plans for rollout of electric mobility and uh, charging infrastructure.
2: Especially as electric mobility becomes more popular. In Slovenia, we see that uh, it's accelerating quite quickly. People know a lot about electric vehicles. There are some on television shows.
1: The three most popular EV models in Slovenia are BMW i3, uh, Renault Zoe, and Nissan Leaf. Uh, And Nissan Leaf is also the runner-up for the Slovenian Car of the Year 2018 award. So that might be interesting. In general, I think people are quite open-minded. With the the newer uh, EVs that are coming to the market, I think it's becoming the thing. It's not reserved for the enthusiasts anymore. Since Slovenia is a green country, I think uh, we can be the, at the forefront of the mobility revolution in Europe.
2: Those are some very positive trends and powerful numbers that we hear from Slovenia. According to Tanya, the Slovenian government plans to produce 11,000 electric vehicles and hybrids in 2020. And by 2030, their goal is to have 200,000 of them on Slovenian roads. Should be 20% of all passenger cars in the country. We're very optimistic that this trend continues and that those goals are met because that's going to be a very powerful signal for the growth of electric mobility in general, and especially in Central and Eastern Europe. One of the great things about doing this show in the winter and in the midst of working all day is we get to hear a lot from our customers. And boy, have I got a story for you right now. There's a lot of snow in Slovakia. So last week, a driver was trying to get to a charging station, and much of the parking lot had already been plowed but not the parking space for the charger, since it was against the edge of the parking lot. So this guy gets out and shovels the parking space to access the charger all by himself. And he only calls us after he's done, just so that we know that this happened, and so we could check on other chargers that might also be snowed in and not have been plowed. It was a cool thing this guy did, and it really put a smile on all of our faces back at the office. And we really appreciate that guy from Staratura. That was our show, and that was our journey throughout Slovenia. There's a lot of positive trends happening there, and we look forward to seeing them continue and even to returning. We hope this show was interesting for you. You can let us know what you thought of it and give us any feedback by emailing me at aaron.fishbone at greenwaynetwork.com or tweeting at us at gwoperator.com. You can find us on SoundCloud and leave a rating, a review, and any feedback you might have for what you thought of our episode or suggestions for topics for the future. And before we leave, I want to say a quick thank you again to Tanya from Slovenia for providing that great content and for being such a great interview partner. For my co-host, Peter Badik, here in the studio. Thank you as well. For the studio itself, Ketu Zvuk, here in Bratislava, Slovakia, and for our producer, Katarina Urban Richterova, for helping us pull this all together. With that, we wish you a great day and many electric kilometers to you.